Welcome to the Agile Empath Podcast. Whether you're leading, managing, coaching a team, there is a human behavior aspect. We have 20 plus years in the mental health industry and have creative ways to approach situations. We're gonna begin with innovative ideas, how to tap into creativity, utilizing empathy. So these are soft skills to tap into our own potential and help others tap into that potential so we can be efficient with agile methodologies. Please like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Hello and welcome to the Agile Empath podcast episode 13 leadership skills part seven courage you don't want to miss this hello my name is alexia georgiou i'm a coach and consultant i innovate and create with empathetic agile methodologies my website is theresilientpathway.com Contact me, Alexia at theresilientpathway.com. That's A-L-E-X-I-A at theresilientpathway.com. We have special pandemic coaching packages available. We're also providing consultation services with development and training on Zoom. I look forward to hearing from you. Hello and welcome to our talk today on leadership skills. These are soft skills, meaning that it's not something that we take a course and we automatically know how to do, like coding or programming. Uh, This is a lifelong process. And leaders have been surveyed and many-sided courage as an important skill that they consistently work on. Uh, Definitely in times of stress and uncertainty, courage is a necessary skill. Uh, So Brene Brown has offered significant research in the areas of courage, and her insight into vulnerability shows us this is a strong position to create impactful decisions in the face of difficulties. It's important to live values of the organization as operational behaviors, meaning that it's not just a plaque on the wall, it's not something that we aspire to, the values that we state are the values that we're living naturally and people can follow that. Uh, So a brave trust is being clear in communication of the progress and deficits of the team. So these are hard conversations that really take courage to have. Um, This is a skill that we're not born with. It takes time and practice to develop. There are six aspects of courage defined by Brene Brown's research. So it is the ability to have a conversation that's difficult, that may challenge us emotionally, even when we don't want to have the talk. There's a willingness to understand what's driving and to embrace fears and feelings. in ourselves and in our team, acknowledging the impact of emotions. So we emulate how to reset, bouncing back from difficulties, getting to the root of the cause, problem solving and moving forward. So we wanna refrain from from blame and shame, not to humiliate people. 
Um, and that will cause people to disengage more quickly than anything if we bring guilt and shame into the conversation. Uh, so as people, we definitely want to feel like there's hope that we can bounce back with resilience and move forward from our mistakes. And for the leader to address those situations, um, it is difficult. It's not easy. And some studies have shown that managers will avoid having conversations that are difficult with their employees. And so that just shows us this is a skill. It's a skill set. It's something that we need to constantly work on. And it helps to have an accountability buddy, someone also in a leadership position similar to ourselves, someone that we can talk to and that they will empathetically listen to us, um, and also that they can share their struggles in these areas. Uh, it's important for us to know that we're not alone. Because uh, so many times we try to present that we're just confident and skilled in every area and we think that's what is effective leadership. And it's really important to have people that we can confide in and share those insecurities, those areas of needed development, and also to get some honest feedback. So people that we can trust that they're not just yesing us because of our position, uh, that they are gonna have difficult conversations with us to tell us, okay, um, have you looked at this from this perspective? Have you tried that? What works best for me is, um, and so I encourage you to find that accountability partner or group. So people ask me, what is my why? I think that's a great question. Um, and I've listened to many employees' stories and have my own story regarding work culture and what is toxic in nature. So this includes supervisors who gaslight, humiliate, and show bias, often in ways that go unchecked in the organization. So while it takes courage to speak for a coworker who's enduring this behavior, it takes equal courage to help them make an exit strategy holding on to dignity as a valuable human being. Uh, so if you've ever been in a situation yourself um, where you um, were not being respected in a work situation and where there were some toxic dynamics, um, I would love to hear from you because I enjoy having those conversations to understand what were the components and what you see as could have helped the situation, uh, because that just brings more enrichment to bring um, some real life examples and some solutions from different perspectives. Uh, we really need to value diversity of thought, and there may be solutions that we haven't thought of, and there may be some examples, this is what I did and this is what was effective, this is what I tried and it didn't go so well, and for all of us to problem solve together uh, to bring effective change in needed areas in our work cultures because we're people and we're flawed and these are soft skills and we need help. And it's okay to say that we need help to trusted sources. In an organization, we can build power in our relationship regardless of position. So where we have influence over situations with positive situations, um, positive communication, this is where 
we can develop the um, power. So if a leader is confiding in us um, for respect, advice, friendship, appreciation, network affiliations, that gives us a sense of power and we have a say in the communication. This relational quality gives us a broad base to make bold moves. So look for those opportunities in every relationship. It doesn't matter what position uh, the people are in because that gives us a powerful voice. According to Forbes, courage is neither an intellectual quality nor can it be taught in the classroom. It can only be gained through multiple experiences involving personal risk-taking. Courage comes from the heart. So when we're moved to action in the face of fear and change, we gain respect from those around us as they are inspired to do the same. We talk about how to be effective in change management. How about being the creator of change? Shifts in society can occur with our courage. When we look at how leaders in history impacted the world, a sense of hope surrounds us that we can do the same. We are no different than Abraham Lincoln, Harriet Tubman, or Marie Claire, who made amazing contributions to humanity with courageous acts in their unique ways. So I thank you for joining us today. Uh, we have plenty of opportunity in this world with the uncertainty currently to practice courage in the face of fear and document um, your experiences, keep a journal, uh, keep those positive stories because when we feel discouraged, go back to that journal and read what went well to remind ourselves so we can have hope in the face of fear and continually work on the skill of courage. Hello, my name's Alexia Georgiou. I'm a coach and consultant I innovate and create with empathetic, agile methodologies. My website is theresilientpathway.com. Contact me, alexia at theresilientpathway.com. That's A-L-E-X-I-A at theresilientpathway.com. We have special pandemic coaching packages available. We're also providing consultation services with development and training on Zoom. I look forward to hearing from you. Mm -hmm.